Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first mini-sode of the soft pod. The baby-sode. Baby-sode. So, hello, our flaccid friends, our soft... Soft, our soft, soft girls, <laughs> soft boys, soft people. Soft. We don't. We don't know. We don't know, we don't what, know your what your nickname is or your gender. So we're just gonna call you the soft ones. It <laughs> just sounds like something straight out of a sci-fi movie. No, no, no. For real, I just played this game called Stray on PS5, and they're all robot robots. Holy, sorry. Robots. I would have believed you if you said that. I'd be like, oh, it's some it's some cool gamer word. I don't know. They're all robots that have sentience, and they call the humans the soft ones because they are metal and humans are soft. Wow. Really crazy. I love that for you. I'm never going to play that in my life. (laughs) You Just for any of our gamer queens and kings out there, you play as a stray cat in a dystopian world and the graphics are actually fucking insane. Like it's beautiful. Who comes up with it? Geniuses. Mm. Anyway, sorry. So, <laughs> welcome to this week's mini sode where I throw current day events to Izzy and she gives her raw, unfiltered responses and also squints at me because I didn't allow her to prepare her answers. I'm squinting. <laughs> but also, I, this is very raw because I have been in a little study dungeon this week and have not read the news. Mm-hmm. I haven't interacted with many people. No humans. She's, yeah, literally. Only very sick ones. <laughs> yeah. Only COVID patients. Yeah. I am going to start with a topic we have briefly discussed. Um, I once had to explain the premise of Be Real to Izzy and her face was much concern. So now that you are aware Mm. of what Be Real is, Mm. I'm going to get you to explain it to our listeners. Okay. So I'm so glad you brought this up. I love this topic. (laughs) I just got my Be Real notification as well. I hate it. Okay. So pretty much um, Be Real. Okay. How do I describe this? So obviously we've got this. We're living in a social media world and there's this huge issue with particularly our generation having these curated lives on social media that perpetuate this idea that we should all be living the ideal life that's perfectly curated, that's perfectly balanced mm-hmm. and that is only full of joy living and Living our best love. lives. Mm. And it's, 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 it's harmful because it makes us try to live up to these impossible standards and as we've all heard you know you um you're looking at the highlights reel of everyone's life and not seeing the background which is reality Mm -hmm. so be reels come up and obviously seen a great opportunity here to take advantage of the fact that we have these precious sacred moments that are not filtered (laughs) that aren't filtered and i think the premise and i think the concept is cute it's sweet, it's nice, it sounds great, but in fact it just means that all of our moments will just become screen moments and nothing is sacred anymore. And also I'm not going to sit and scroll and look at my friend, who, friends who I love dearly, I care about what they're up to, I don't care about them sitting on, I was going to say the bus but I love the bus. <laughs> if you've listened to the intro, Izzy loves the bus. <laughs> I want to see the bus content. That's... That's true. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I don't want to speak badly about the bus. Wow. No. 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 The bus is <laughs> our friend. Okay, just, this just is a prime example of how revved up Izzy gets talking about be real. The first time I explained it to her, she was just like, "What the fuck?" Because I just think it sounds so good in principle, but I think it just, it just practically, it doesn't hit it. And also, yeah, back to what I was saying before I got distracted by the buzz <laughs> was that um, I cannot be bothered, no matter how much I love you, scrolling through and seeing what you're watching on TV. Mm. That is not how I want to pre- spend my precious limited hours on this planet. 
and I don't think anyone else should. <laughs> so I get revved up about Be Real. And the thing I hate about myself is that sometimes I still use it. Yeah, you post it. You post I, more than me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I hate myself as well. You know, what's funny is I was the biggest advocate for it. <laughs> I heard Izzy's thoughts. I stopped posting. Izzy starts. <laughs> Um, this is this is the constant battle I have in my mind. This is why yeah. I'm always tired. Beryl's really done a real disservice to Izzy's mental state. <laughs> so um, Beryl is, is literally the words be real, but it is a play on words for the be real in the film industry. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, but the be real is essentially the background footage that constantly runs during the making of a movie. So it's the stuff you see that doesn't make the final cut. So but what is it? It's still not real life. But some people really enjoy seeing the B-roll of their favourite movies because it's like all of the uncut, raw, unfiltered things that like you you get to see and it's it's more special to you because like you appreciate the final product but you, you love what's underneath. Yeah, but none of our lives are movies. I don't know about you but I am the main <laughs> character in my own movie. So. <laughs> So I think at this point, I think I'm just trying to look for things. Just no, and that's to, that's fi- that's why I brought it up because I I'm not a massive advocate for be real, but I do love how triggered you get by it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. It really came out of nowhere. Yeah, so be real. Um, it, it allows room for conversation, which is interesting because everybody tells you get be real. It's so fun. Add me on be real, but like. What's the fucking point? I think people really just want another social media platform. And I think the people who own it also want us to want another social media platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what annoys me? The notifications say, you've only got two minutes left to be real. And I'm like, oh, shit, two minutes? I can't. Not in this time. <laughs> <laughs> you, Not at this point. You do get – um. so if you aren't aware of what be real is, you get a notification at a randomised – time of day saying now's the time to post your b-reel you can't see what everybody else on your feed has posted until you post your own b-reel so in order to see real you have to be real <laughs> good one did you make that up i just made that That's up so i'm good. really happy look it's not on my notes anyway <laughs> <laughs> i can clarify that um yeah so so we would love to know what people think about b-reel mm-hmm. and if you love it or if you hate it because izzy needs some healing she needs <laughs> she needs to rest about I'm deleting this after this yeah. as well <laughs> um okay the next topic that i have is just like a real fluff piece i mm. just i it, it really bothers me and it really, I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. Um, people putting filters on babies. Oh, yeah. And it's not just like silly filters where mm. they turn into a horse or something. It's like the beauty filters that make their eyelashes mm. longer and their skin really clear. Mm. And I'm like, it's a fucking baby. The skin on that is going to be the Perfection. clearest it's ever been probably. It's like got placenta juice on it. It's fresh. <laughs> it what is. do you think about filters on babies? Because I'm curious, is it like harmless or do you think that that this is like a speaking bigger of where we are at as a society. I think it definitely gives vibes of making babies a commodity. Mm. If you know what I mean. Like an accessory. Yeah. And also another piece of content. We're <laughs> sick of content. I'm sick of content. Stop having babies, guys. We are literally making content about how we don't like content. Yeah, we are. And that means we're hypocrites. We are. We're no, no, we hypocrite. know that. We know that. Yeah, when it's like you run out of time to go out and take photos of of going on holidays and you know being out with the girlies, you have a baby, a whole new level of content. Yeah, your feed will completely yeah. change. So if you don't take photos of it, do you even have it? No, you don't even have a baby. 
I was just trying to think about if our parents had access to the technology that we have now when we were babies and we just saw waves of content of us that A, we didn't consent to. I'm not saying babies need to consent to their parents. Like that's a bit intense. (laughs) But I think I would feel a little bit used. I don't know if it... If you had a filter on your face? If I, yeah, if there was, especially if there was excessive photos of me and I had filters on the whole time. I know fully well that my mum, if she had an iPhone when I was born, there'd be every type of image of me ever. I think there would be a larger amount of them without a filter on. I don't know. I guess it's more how would you feel if like someone was exclusively taking photos of your baby with a filter on? I guess you would be a little bit like, isn't it cute enough? Yeah, I did make that with my loved one. And also, why, like, what, don't I have long, long enough eyelashes for you? That's my biggest fear, honestly. My, yeah. I don't think my baby will. Well, it depends who you, who you pick. I'm adopting. <laughs> All right, I have another one for you. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I want to ask how you would feel if you were at the shops and you went to checkout and the cashier said to you, someone has already paid for your shopping. I know where you're going with this. And yeah, I know exactly. She has been reading the news. I reckon... That question is completely reliant upon the motivation of the person who did it. And I know where you're going with this because I know there has been some issues with motivations being less than innocent when it comes to being generous. So do please explain. (laughs) (laughs) She's gotten the heads up on this one, guys. (laughs) Fuck. Um, I saw this article on ABC News that was titled A Stranger Paid For the person's name's groceries without his knowledge. Then he saw himself in a viral TikTok. Um, So the person in the video who they identify by their first name in the the article that I read, but they prefer anonymity. So I will leave that name out of it. Um, They're an asylum seeker from Afghanistan who takes a lot of comfort in his privacy. So he is speaking to the news now about this experience. Um, He said he felt embarrassed. Like it seemed like he was a beggar. Or a desperate person. Mm. Another contributing issue here was the comments on TikTok, which were majority of them was he looks like he's really going through something. He really needed that. Oh my gosh, the poor guy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so the the interesting thing here is how do you know the motivation? I think the the bigger issue is how things can go viral without people's consent, mm. realistically, how are you supposed to tell the difference between an action of kindness that had actual different intentions behind it or an act of kindness that then ended up being seen mm. on a bigger platform? The hashtag Ramadan on the video of this person was very consistent, which is referring to the holy month when Muslims fast from mm. from when it's went dawn to dusk but this was the person who was filmed statement you don't need to show it or announce it to the world that you're a kind person if you really are doing this thing for religious reasons or for Allah you don't need to show it to people he said Mm. which I thought was really interesting Mm. see bringing that religious aspect to it um because I have grown up in a Christian household Mm -hmm. and that has definitely informed a lot of my values and that came to mind when you said you know you don't need to show everyone your kindness um, in the name of like a, a faith or whatever or for a, a like a God figure. In like the way I was raised in term, when it comes to that sort of topic is that there's a saying um, in the Bible that your, 
your left hand shouldn't know what your right hand is doing, which is pretty much like if you're giving to someone, like if you're giving to say, I mean, in that context, it's like a beggar on the streets or someone with leprosy Mm -hmm. or something. If you're giving to that person or being generous, you should do it so discreetly that your the other side of your body doesn't even know you're doing it. Interesting. And it's almost like it, unless it's in that sort of context or in, unless like you – if you're trying to seek reward for it yourself, you won't get like – the reward from God. That's the whole premise. Mm. Like if you get a reward from humans, other humans, you don't get it from God. That is a really interesting. And I kind of, I like that. I do as well, yeah. Because that speaks to motivation completely. I think the issue with this is is there's going to be people being like, well, I guess we just have to stop doing nice things now because we're not even allowed to do nice things, um, which is definitely not. How you should no. be looking at this. Um, oh, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking of all the, the right-wing people being like, see, we're not even allowed to pay for things for people. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of the boomers again. I can't help it. <laughs> the boomers got in your head. Yeah, they did. Um, so the to summarise this, the person who was in the video said that he wanted the people who are doing these sorts of actions or kindness for their own profit to stop. Or at the very least, ask will let the person know what is going on. Yeah, at the very least. Also, like how how do you would feel very demeaned? Is that the right word? Diminished? I think it's quite demeaning mm. to A, assume someone needs something from you that you can only give them and to let them be like a pawn in your game of, let's face it, getting more followers. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, I would really like to do this nice thing for you. I'm trying to pay it forward or whatever is trending in terms of kindness or you just want to do it. Somebody came up to me and asked me, I would say yes. I personally, if somebody filmed me getting my groceries and paid for it, I would not care because I am a student Mm. and I will take anything for free that I can get. But I'm also not really bothered if, if I end up being in a viral TikTok just because someone paid for my groceries. To me, I wouldn't mind that. But this, this person it was almost a great person for it to happen to because it makes people realise you may think you're doing something really nice but it actually may negatively affect the person who Mm. in this case was seeking privacy, asylum and was videoed and a lot of people Mm. have seen it. Yes, can I, I'll just quickly add that um, the story that I read that I kind of thought you were going down was um, an older woman who was sitting by herself Mm, at a cafe a young man said, can you just hold my flowers, gave them to her and then like left, have it like videoing her the whole time in this kind of effort to be like, oh, she's now got these flowers, which is lovely and she should be so grateful and now I'm going to leave and take the video with me so I can post it. (laughs) And the issue, then she kind of came out and was like, hey, I'm like not feeling lonely and sad and old. Just out here doing me. Yeah. (laughs) got some flowers but I'm also being filmed (laughs) yeah and she was like I didn't want the flowers and I didn't know where to put them and I didn't want to carry them home and like wow yeah it actually inconvenienced her so Mm. thank you sir Mm. (laughs) yeah it's really interesting how for someone to truly do something kind they probably wouldn't be able to video it yeah I don't think so it's I mean, they could, they could, there's plenty of TV shows where nice things happen to people, but if realistically, if your aim is to get it on camera, it's probably not for the right reasons. I think it comes all back to motivation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So our next topic, I am 
excited to talk to you about this one. Do you know what the clean girl aesthetic is? Not really. Okay. That's okay. I'm going to explain it to you. I would love you to explain it. It sounds intriguing. So the clean girl aesthetic is slicked back hair, hoop earrings, clear lip gloss, and like a hydrated glowy skin or makeup look. Luke, which Luke is warm. <laughs> commonly associated with uh, Bella Hadid or Hailey Bieber. Do you know the look mm. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you What do you think of that look? It's, it's nice. You, it's nice. It's, it's pretty. Well, I I like the look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's funny that like there are so many looks to to <laughs> define. <laughs> um, so there is, unfortunately, there is an issue with this aesthetic, which. It has been around since like Y2K era, mm-hmm. um, which is another era which has been discussed in the Mediaverse recently where trends or aesthetics that originate from black or brown communities are then mainstreamed into white aesthetics. So it's not that people aren't allowed to do this. It's just that it's now being remarketed as clean girl aesthetic by predominantly white women. So if you look at previous aesthetics such as ghetto or hot Cheeto girl, which is like a I've only ever seen that on TikTok mm-hmm. and like I barely go on TikTok. So I didn't know about this one. Um, the only real difference between those to the clean girl aesthetic are that the the former are, are black and brown girls. There really is no difference. Yeah. So it's like this remarketing except it's all white girls. What actually constitutes it? The like It's like a slick back look because if you think about it, Girls with curly hair, like two, like super tight curls. When they want quick hairstyles, they just want something that they can put back. They slick it back, comb it, you know, super tied back, yeah. and then hoops. Like if you think Y two K, yeah, and then like glowy skin, lip gloss. That's just something that has been around for a long time mm-hmm. in black and brown communities. And now it's like when everybody's looking at the Y2K pictures and everybody's getting a lot of inspiration from those older photos. They are now like remarketing this look. Like, yeah, it's like a, a traditional Kardashian experience where the Kardashians find something that they like that has been basically created by black or brown people and yeah. just taken it as their own. See, I feel like Ariana Grande has done that. Oh, lot. my God. I love that girl. But fuck me. She has been naughty. When people go back to like her previous things she's yeah. done, but she's such an ally in so many other ways. It's really hard it's- to pick her it's apart. hard line. Like you look at photos of her when she's young, like really young. Mm-hmm. She's got like real pale skin and like red hair, I think, at one when stage. When she was in that Disney show, yes. Yeah. And she almost changed her entire set of features. Absolutely. Um, which is fun in itself, mm. but almost like on the verge of looking like she's Black got fishing. completely no, different she genes. Was, yeah. It's kind of like credit where credit's due is kind of the issue here. Yeah, yeah. Where you can't really – it's like it's almost like copyright, you know. Like it doesn't have to – if you're gonna or just take inspiration from something, just give credit where credit's due. And it's just because – Sorry. No, you're fine. It's been a history of something that happens regularly. I completely agree with the sentiment. Practically, how Mm -hmm. do you give credit where – credit is due in a situation where you are sporting the clean girl aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually read this in a statement on Impact, which Mm -hmm. is an Instagram, we'll link it in the bio, which is, I'm paraphrasing this, but not crediting the black and brown women who have pioneered and worn this look for years, breaks the barriers they broke in order to maintain this look. And the difference between appropriation and appreciation is credit. 
we should perhaps go back to calling it ghetto or hot cheeto girl look. Yeah, okay. Instead of because the only real difference between those are these girls are all white. Yeah, mm. I have like such limited exposure to. I guess that's probably because I don't know the the algorithm that I've made myself. Yeah, I I only know about this from Instagram. Because yeah. I, I mean, I get a lot of my news from Instagram. I don't really go on TikTok, which yeah. I'm sure would. would yeah, I don't me. really go on in, on TikTok either. That's probably the problem. Yeah, but mm. apparently the clean girl hashtag on TikTok is like very big at the moment, and everybody's doing get ready with me's for the TikTokers. Interesting. Yeah. I just I cannot imagine doing a video and then t- hashtagging it clean girl. Yeah, it's a full thing. It's like get ready with me. I'm a hashtag clean girl. <laughs> I'm a clean girl every time I shower. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm not that type of clean girl. Anyway, (laughs) Um, so our final little mini so topic. I don't know. I actually think you you did not get as obsessed with this as I did, but Mm -hmm. the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. I want you to talk through this. I watched every single minute of that case. I'm not even lying. Elliot's laughing. I lost hours of sleep. I would watch everything. But what did you gain? I just not much. Nobody won. Not at oh. least not me. So, <laughs> yeah, massive. Um, I think, but you you gained some some podcast content. Honestly, I know what hearsay is now, so that's the main the hearsay. Main thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Amber Heard is appealing the case. Really, she is appealing the components of the case that she lost, and Johnny Depp is appealing the parts of the case that he lost. He won the majority of it. He won the most money, which the total amount that was paid, I think it was 15 million US dollars, but there was a cap at 10.35 million. Wow. So not as much money that went into it, I'm sure, was then gained back. Yeah. Um, anyway, the key points of how the case went down was that that nobody won. I had I already mentioned the other points. Nobody won, especially the survivors of domestic abuse. Heard is appealing all of the components that she lost so it's not one of those things where you can just be like this thing was said but you know I have a problem with that thing she's appealing every single component of of which she lost and basically what I wanted to talk about is what this whole thing has done for the me too movement Mm. I already feel like the hashtag me too has it just even the way it looks like me too it's almost like seen as this bandwagon thing now where people just jump on and say me too they take the piss and say yeah me too but Mm. this I mean I just don't even know what this means now given that the whole case and how Amber was on the stand it seemed like acting a lot of people made fun of it just the whole thing was damaging to people who have been through abuse not just women men as well yeah her appealing it now is it like you know is this better because it wasn't just like oh this is defamation and then you know, I lost and I guess that's it now. It's like she's still fighting for it. Does that mean, you know, any of it is real? Does it mean none of it is real? Is it, is it all I a show? But I wish I knew more and I wish I'd read more about A, what was happening on the stand, etc. But B, what people's responses were. Because I don't even know what the public consensus was in terms of, I mean, you said that it was no pretty, one. pretty jagged, honestly. There was a lot of supporters on both sides. Yeah, right. It, it does baffle me that all of that could be so public in the American system. Like that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Also the judge ruled for it to be 
live streamed. It was like because it was in Virginia, um, you were able to live stream those cases. And obviously this in particular was going to always be a law of public opinion type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, my concern with the whole thing is is how domestic violence is now going to be seen because especially in, in workplaces or in universities, majority of survivors are threatened with defamation. Mm. So looking at how much this has cost not just – Johnny Depp, but Amber Heard. Obviously, these are two people with tremendous amounts of money. Imagine thinking about just if this was to happen to a uni student and like a professor or just oh. anyone really. Well, any power imbalance. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And it did make a, it made a whole spectacle of the thing. It really did. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like spectacle is the wrong word. No, I think I think that's fair. And as someone who literally watched the whole thing, I gained nothing except a little bit more knowledge on how the whole system works in the US. Mm. I gained absolutely nothing else in yeah. terms of a personal sentiment. Thank you. That makes me feel better for yeah. not spending any time <laughs> on it. Okay. My last topic was just I still can't believe Shane Warne's dead. Random. I just can't believe it. I literally was thinking about it in the car the other day and I thought it was a dream. I was like, that was a dream I had. Googled it. No. What the fuck? I think it's a great reminder to make sure that all your parents have had their heart checked. Yeah, all or, of your loved ones. Yeah. All of your boomers in your life get checked. Mm. High cholesterol, hypertension, mm-hmm. bad diet, high on anything that's really going to raise the heart rate in a context of ill health. Is, is he going full medical and Elliot and I are just <laughs> chuckling? <laughs> this is after that Amber Amber Heard Johnny Depp situation. I'm just scrambling for something to contribute. <laughs> you did really well, honestly. We, we've decided that for minisodes we are going to let one of us pick the topics and throw them at one another yes. and allow us to respond on the spot because we sometimes don't like rehearsing things and – Life's a show, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it it is weird, but it it really does remind us that like you know life is fragile. Anyone can die. We could die. We could die tomorrow. We will all die. It's such a truth. <laughs> it is so. That's true. true. <laughs> it is so true. It's literally the only thing that we can be certain about. Yet we are so hesitant to talk about it. You are reminding me of um, what's his name in Vampire Diaries right now. Never watched. <laughs> okay. Okay. On that note, we are going to bid you farewell and thank you for checking in with us on this week's mini-sode where we talk about random shit and one of us is unprepared. Mm, um, really? We will pop the notes in the bio for any references that I used as yeah, well. great. Lovely to chat Kisses. with you. Miss you so much. Best of ones. Also, we have a – Elliot's making us talk about our social media. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, you can do it this time. Oh, so we're just at uh, the soft pod. Oh, just at the um, soft pod. The Instagram is very cool, girl. That's the mm-hmm. Well, our handle no. is at the soft pod, and uh, Spotify. You're probably listening to it right now, but the links in the bio. Um, if you want to email us about any thoughts you have or DM us, please feel free to. We love to chat. We love. This is a soft bud. Have a soft night, babies.